So Bauma was not picked during the SA20 auction last year. And it yeah, was yeah, a huge thing that, you know, despite being the national captain, no franchise picked him up. Like... Enough about Rohit Sharma. <laughs> <laughs> TV Empire to director, we have a player review. Can we rock and roll, please? Hello and welcome to the GOATest episode of Bits and Pieces, the friendliest cricket podcast. Now, why is this the GOAT of all Bits and Pieces episodes? Well... This is episode 110, which makes it one shot of a Nelson. When the score ticks around to 110, it's around now that the late umpire David Shepard would start fidgeting in his boots, getting ready to stand on one single foot. If a Shepard is involved, the goat can't be far away. With that sacrificial <laughs> lamb of a pod intro out of the way, I'm going to jump right in and introduce our podcasting friends for the day, starting with the head of the Bits and Pieces Selection Committee, a man who has plenty to answer for today. His name is Varun Murli. Welcome, Vamu. Please tell us your favorite cricketing superstition. So, my cr- favorite cricketing superstition, like, and this is kind of been an imprint when growing up, was, in, was watching Krishnamachari Srikanth bat, actually. Like, after every ball, like, he used to look up and, like, continuously sniffle for a period of time when I was very naive and this, like, I was, I mean, early teens and stuff like that. I, for a brief period of time, I thought he was like sniffling coke or something after every uh, after every ball. Like I, I just couldn't get like how he had like sniffles all the time basically. So uh, very something very funny and uh, it's something even when I started batting like in school cricket, I used to do for a brief period of time just for heck of it. So yeah, that that was a very interesting one for me. Hey, Vamu, how old are you, da? You watch Krishnamachari Srikant live, ah? That, that was when they came in 6 or 7 or something like that, yeah. But you knew about meth and cocaine back then? Exactly. Yes, the I did. <laughs> Interesting circles you keep, man. <laughs> it's also interesting with Srikant is uh, he's the fellow actually doesn't drink at all. So it's uh, it is one of those things. Anyway, so um, well done. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm now going to go on and introduce our traveling people and culture expert, which is Choppy Chopper Nose, who made a quick trip to the UAE over last week to share some stern words with the ICC, we believe, or to check on the <laughs> basketballing English team camping at Abu Dhabi and to ensure arrangements are solid for the last leg of the ILT20. Chops, how has your trip been and what's your favorite cricketing superstition? Yeah, the high point of my trip was obviously meeting uh, the great Nitins himself at his home turf now, adopted home turf. So yeah, that was great. Uh, favorite cricketing superstition? I would say it's it's probably the, the red drag that uh, has become famous with... Uh, Three cricketers adopting it. Mohinder Amarnath was the first one. And then Steve Waugh did it. And then I remember, I don't know if he still does it or not. Or maybe he he has restarted doing it in the last test. But Shubman Gill, when India won the Under-19 World Cup, had the same superstition of a red drag, a red handkerchief. And maybe he has let go of it in recent times, which is why the barren run of form. But yeah, it's fascinating how one color and one piece of clothing unites three cricketers from uh, three different generations altogether. 
I'm surprised you uh, left out the fourth cricketer. There was one person in between Steve Waugh and uh, Shubman Gill. These three players you mentioned all used different tracks of red. Mohinder Amarnath, Shubman Gill and Steve Waugh. But there was one player in between these three who actually used one of the rags, which uh, one of these three only used. And uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention Marlon Samuels. Uh, <laughs> so, no, this is real. So when uh, in, uh, in yeah. his debut series in 2000 or 2001, when uh, West Indies went to Australia, uh, and West yeah. Indies, as usual, got destroyed by uh, Australia back then. Actually, not as usual. They're not getting destroyed anymore, as we said. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, if you remember in that series, uh, Australia, West Indies were pathetic. I think Lara scored one double hundred in Adelaide. But other than that, the only people scoring runs were Marlon Samuels in the lower middle order and Ridley Jacobs. And Steve Waugh was very impressed with Marlon Samuels that he gave him his uh, red handkerchief. And wow. uh, nobody knew about this until uh, the next year, the West Indies toured India for a seven-match one-day series where uh, some very, very high astronomical scores were hit. And in that seventh ODI, Marlon Samuel scores a match-winning century of about 75 balls. And when he scores his 100, he takes out this kerchief and uh, he actually drops it on the turf. It's like a classic mic drop, kerchief drop moment from Samuels. Nice. Uh, yeah. No wonder later uh, Shane Vaughan and uh, Marlon Samuels had that great fight. I mean, it just um, follows logically now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Fair to say Shane Vaughan wasn't the first person to show a red rag to Marlon Samuels. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I think if Tony had been around, he would have been. He would have said like 2013 Rajasthan Royals white towel would have been his favorite superstition. Uh, well, yeah. yes, <laughs> cut from the same cloth, as they say. Welcome, chops. Uh, thanks for that wonderful uh, superstition that you brought to the table. Next up, lastly, it is Max Da Vinci, also known as Mayuru, uh, who dials in from Detroit. He's the regional manager of the Bits and Pieces Americas branch and will be in charge of delivering us a flawless, <laughs> a flawless ICC T20 Cricket World Cup this year in the West Indies and USA where uh, we believe pitches are coming in from Australia and as reported in an earlier episode, these pitches are going to be placed on turntables in the middle of grounds that as of now have not yet been built. So no pressure, uh, Max. Uh, you're going to be delivering a great World Cup for all of us. We look forward to it. But before that, uh, please tell us your favourite cricketing superstition. So mine's a personal one rather than a you know cricketer one is that I take or check guard every time I'm on crease. So when I first come out of bat, I'll take I'll take guard. And then let's say I, I take a single, go to the other side. When I come back, I always check guard again. Uh for some reason, when I've not, I've gotten out. And so it's it's a mental thing now. If I don't do it, I think I'll get out. So whenever I come back, I always check guard. And some some of the umpires get pissed off, saying, "Mia, abhi to puche na tum," and then uh, like, "No, no, just checking, just checking." But I just have to do that. And then another one is if I face too many dot balls, or if I'm hitting straight to the fielder or something like that, then I'll drop the bat and I'll uh, redo my grip again, because uh, you know you generally have the V the the V grip right, so maybe the V is off, and so and again align my thumb to the to the second vein of the of the bat and then to my grip and then okay let's go again yeah, so yeah, that's how i break <laughs> oh my god max no wonder icc is so strict about overrates i think they have seen people like you and they're like if we let this go unchecked even at lower levels of cricket it can prove very detrimental to the sport what is this do games ever end on time in your part of the world with you batting like this yeah yeah it's fine 
because uh, <laughs> because in our in our level at least 20 minutes is set up for fights right so it eats up into that fights time <laughs> fights and max do you also nice. mark guard using bales just to piss off people even like <laughs> no man no don't, don't do that so so the thing <clears throat> so we play on three different surfaces right uh, in winter we play on soccer fields so it's astro turf so you can't mark guard on that you cannot can you cannot hit something onto that so it's just you know sliding your bat back and forth on it i mean we use the bale to kind of uh, scratch the turf uh, and then in summer it's mat so then you have a chalk and then uh, the the recreation league is on you know is on baseball grounds there if you start knocking then it'll just make puff of dust will just be everywhere so <laughs> that also but we still end up using the uh, the bale to kind of draw the line because people are superstitious because we have team bats right and like no no bat say line nahi marne ka so then oh. we have to use oh. bales to kind nice. of mark the lines so that nice. is the origin story yeah. for why chandrapal and kiran polar all these yeah. west indians only basically use the bale right it makes sense it's a poor cricketing board people are sharing bats and uh, you're not allowed <laughs> to scratch the bat on the ground amazing amazing welcome in fact but uh, i think i think jonathan trot also used to do that i think he used to take guard every time he was on on the crease and uh, i think graham smith or someone got pissed off because he deliberately made it a point to like start taking the guard when the bowler was almost ready to bowl and that ate into the over rates for uh, the opposition team so yeah Okay. there is one guy in our league and that guy we got we've gotten to maximum fights we even got complaints with that guy like mine is not that bad actually he has some chain okay and before every ball he has to kiss the chain like before he faces a ball he has to kiss the chain so you just hit a four and kiss the chain take a single kiss the chain and it's not like he will kiss the chain like and then be ready to bat he will start tapping and then kiss the chain and then look up again and so the umpire is flummox the bowler is flummox because sometimes the ball will be mid run up and this guy is looking down so the bowler is like you know okay maybe i should stop so yeah that guy is just cause a lot of fights and they had to report him to the committee and all that saying you know this kiss chain thing is kind of <laughs> like oh no this is a religious thing you know it's like some venkateshwara or something was on his chain it's like no no you cannot stop this and also it was it was an interesting uh, annual uh, you know captain's meet that year it is this kind of bad behavior yeah, that results in a chain reaction that leads to test matches not ending on time so yeah good news yeah. that they it's actually my lord reaction since max is telling us it's the my lord reaction venkateshwara <laughs> is my lord <laughs> supremely well played that dear listener is a pun on my lord my lord reaction uh, which is of course uh, from a different podcast uh, if you if you're interested in food etc Max, do you have a food podcast? No, you don't. You have a chai time podcast, but that's not about food, is it? Uh, we do one thing is Baskar and I have gotten too busy these days, so we need to revive that again. Oh, the, so there is a food podcast. What is it? Yeah, called? it is called. It's Nerd called Kitchen. the Nerd Kitchen. Ah, yes, yes, Nerd Kitchen podcast. Yes. <laughs> no funny thing is that Max mentioned uh, taking guard every ball because uh, if uh, you guys throw it back to me and ask me about my favorite. cricketing superstition uh, <laughs> that i find most <laughs> funny is his batsman actually taking guard because i have never played cricket at a serious enough level where taking guard is going to make any difference to your fortunes and yet uh, the people that i play cricket with are always taking guard and i'm like what exactly are you why are you scratching up the pitch this <laughs> line going to help you anyway <laughs> that bowler is barely going to if that bowler gets one ball in line with stumps it's probably out of luck and you like are scratching some guard and anyway you're going to swing wildly so for so what are you doing and meanwhile the umpire will no ball the bowler because bowler did not give his guard which is right arm over 
two for the last five years i've been bowling right up over this ball i did give guard you no bowling so cricket <laughs> lovely cricket so every ball you have to say that ha huh? no you have to kiss your chain first <laughs> but see see oh, oh, what is the bowling genesis of this because there have been some fights as well in our thing and before the league actually had to send an email out saying that this is not required do you guys by the way play cricket or do you just fight <laughs> you get 25 people in in a in a university there are going to be fights with or without alcohol uh and if it's a beer league then it's going to be even more but the the this is like right so you have to give guard apparently some people are the still of the belief you have to as a bowler you have to tell guard before you start the over which is fine but if you take a wicket you're supposed to again go and tell so like you know dot dot wicket for the fourth ball you are supposed to tell guard otherwise the batsman may not know because he was not seeing right he was in a black box all this while he did not know what you were bowling yeah. so the incoming batsman may not know and so then this became a huge thing and then they said okay you know what it is the umpire job the umpire doesn't ask it is his problem the batsman wants to know guard batsman has to ask the umpire if umpire has to ask the bowler it's not the bowler's responsibility to tell the umpire so actually i know we have not yet started the podcast but this is interesting so we should continue down this thread where did this entire guard business begin because when you watch international cricket there is this guard communication is not happening between bowler or umpire or batsman or new batsman definitely it happens no no it happens right? it they happens. say it bowler happens. coming bowler coming right arm six to go right they say that yeah yeah it happens yeah, but the bowler yeah. doesn't tell the umpire every time he t- a wicket falls right the umpire tells whatever he wants yeah, the batsman the, the wicket falls thing doesn't exist the wicket fall thing some arbitrary some uncle has started and decided to uh, yeah, propagate it and everyone just thinks that this is what is supposed to be it's like it's, it's like religion right forward. you tell a lie a thousand times it becomes a religion so same as spitting on a ball because uh, as we all know it has absolutely no impact so nathan sundar 21.1.1 of the mcc rules states umpires ascertain <laughs> whether the bowler intends to bowl right handed or left handed over or round the wicket and shall so inform the striker it is unfair if the bowler fails to notify the umpire of a change in his or her mode of delivery in this case the umpire shall change. call and signal no ball no change makes sense no but it is no but the umpire's rule the umpire's job to let the batsman know that the, you know what the bowler is coming so no, what no, happens no. is uh, at the start of the spell the bowler is supposed to say it uh, you know like for example someone who does both right arm and uh, uh, sorry over the wicket and round the wicket and especially if like there's a left hander and a right hander batting at the same time that time this communication is quite frequent now if two right handers are uh, are are batting and um, mid stark is going to go you know over the wicket for him as he is a left hander then he doesn't like say it before every before the start of every over it's known that he's going to do that only if he changes he has to say that's i don't think umpires or anyone else is that anal about it but yeah obviously if you change it then you have to because the other batter has to move to the other side so yeah amazing thanks tops since this is still going on uh, i don't know if you make this makes it to the pod not i'll tell you one more variation of this uh, guard thing this is so so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there, it was ascertained that you know the umpire has to ask the uh, the bowler and let the batsman know so you know so never now whenever happens umpire asks the bowler and says okay and he says um right arm over uh, six balls to go right arm over four balls to go whatever at the start of the batsman's innings and all at start of the over also he kind of tells so one time what happened is i this again this slowly amalgamated into asking not just right arm over six balls to go but also what kind of bowling so right arm over fast right arm over spin right it, it became 
that also got added so uh, some guys used to come and then they'll like take guard and then they'll say like this or like this they'll ask the umpire and the umpire would ask and tell so this guy bowls so he comes and says what and he says no this so umpire okay right arm off spin and uh, <laughs> six balls to go the guy comes but he bowls like break this guy gets out he starts fighting with the umpire so you said right arm off spin <laughs> why is it turning away <laughs> <laughs> distilling uh, cricket to its very essence like every ball you have to tell what yeah. variation you are going to bowl also so wasim akram imagine nashna coming and bowling this hey now <laughs> right arm carom ball right arm drifter on this uh, ash and no harsha and uh, kp would have had a fight because uh, as per uh, switch harsha it based. Uh-huh. switch it based fight uh, they would have had yeah So imagine the bowler has to give his guard before every ball. So right arm, China man, wrist break, whatever. The batsman has to process this information, bend down, kiss his stain, then look up and give his guard before he plays a switch. It jumps across <laughs> and it it's amazing that any cricket actually happens. And if he if he hits a boundary, he has to take out his red handkerchief and like drop it on the pitch. <laughs> the circle is complete. Uh, But Amazing. you know the funniest thing is like a few days ago we were discussing this on the group and it randomly popped up till that day i never uh, used the term guard for bowler for us it was always side which side, side are you going to use over the wicket or round the wicket no and no. we we still do right so when we going back we say side change right when we walking yeah, back to the thing change. we say side change and the umpire just says uh, right arm around yeah, yeah yeah no but these guys call it guard these guys Who are these who, guys? Who are these How guys? These guys. I think PDP said in uh, like Tamil Nadu local cricket they say uh, guard and not side. So Tamil Nadu people become these guys for you, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Note that this entire panel is Tamil Nadu. Huh? We will come and find you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, after having invoked the blessings of superstitious gods who run the game. we shall dive into what has been a, a week full of non cricketing action so we'll start off with selection committee shenanigans and uh, varun murli please explain to us the amazing selection of squad for the third test of india versus england the key highlight being that shreyas iyer has mysteriously disappeared from the squad without any update as to whether he's been dropped he's injured or whatever please take it away and what parts of the body are uh, are injured if there are any first of all shreyas iyer was no explanation to anybody he has every right to say that he is injured not injured whatever but like on no, a serious note not, but, but he, did not, he did not tell anything so nobody told anything the only updates have come from uh, mufa bro uh, as as far as i know uh, who has speculated or confirmed that there is an injury but uh, nothing from selectors and uh, anybody no else. i think it's been Weird in this saga, Crickbuzz has always been reporting Shreyas as an injury, and Crickinfo has got gone that extra mile to report that Shreyas doesn't have an injury and he has been dropped. So it's been kind of funny between those two publications. But honestly, like if he was available, seeing the rest of the squad, I felt a bit sorry for him because he was pretty the only guy who was uh, let go. But like. you can't complain i i wanted this to happen after the south africa tour to be honest the way he batted was it was quite amateurish there india unfortunately i don't think are at a stage where they can like field separate batsmen for home tours and away tours i think they need to like develop batsmen for like all conditions so shreyas unfortunately doesn't fit the bill having said that i don't think he's 
batted that badly against spin this series but you have to move to the next option now has there ever been a batsman who has been a home home match specialist or an away match specialist i think hanuma vihari used to be a kind of a quasi away specialist right because he didn't Not get by... at home yeah yeah no i think uh, which shreyas uh, what crickinfo reported is that like a couple of days after the test or like last day of the vizac test he reported some spasms some part of the body and uh, he was then ruled fit to play and then he was not selected which means he's been dropped um, so yeah i don't know what's the what's the sequence there and uh, uh, it's also unfortunate that uh, you know with the bad run of form that he's been in four run uh, four innings no no big runs while everyone else has got some big runs it, this top start nature of cricket for him is not going to hold him in good stead of course there have been i guess rumors in bad faith that he is trying to keep himself fit for the ipl uh, i mean it will be a sad day when that becomes a reality i think his his time in the test squad is probably up there are lots of other contenders as vamu pointed out okay, so this is a major uh, fifo vi- violation wait i i read in indian express that you know groin lower back and all that which was the same story that ruled him out of the uh, you know the bg doing the that he picked up doing the bgt right so i thought it was genuine now suddenly it is like nahi nahi afa hai drop so kar diya kya so i will give you the uh, full update for listeners as well uh, this is and this might be completely wrong but this is my understanding the bcci has not uh, the selector slash the board slash the coach or the captain or shreyas ayer himself have not given any indication of a fitness issue or an injury uh, with shreyas ayer right there have been news reports which have emerged starting of course like i mentioned with uh, you know the paragons of cricket news these days which is uh, mufa bro and johns bro who put out that uh, shreyas ayer was injured according to reports and then uh, these articles started cropping up in multiple publications that shreyas ayer apparently had a groin problem or some kind of hip problem something right which is a recurrence of an old injury still no official communication in fact uh, immediately after the test match rahul dravid was asked about not shreyas ayer he was asked about virat kohli's presence for the rest of the series and dravid was like uh, and they even asked him about whether rishan kishan will be considered for the next test because ks bharat's places not look very stable etc dravid flat batted those questions with a simple see this is not the time to ask those questions there will be a selection in the next few days and the selectors are best place to give you updates on who is being picked and who is not being picked So we were actually hoping that uh, based on what Dravid said maybe Ajit Agarkar will come and give some kind of an update this time around but the only update was on Kohli himself where and again that update was a non update for the right reasons i don't think anybody re- deserves or requires an explanation as to why Kohli is not available but they said Kohli is not available and that uh, the team is standing by him there has been no official update on Shreyas Iyer's uh, state or condition right uh, and hence this is not the first time this happened there have been other recent examples of players being <laughs> not really dropped not exactly injured but being sort of let go and uh, there can be a couple of theories at play here one of course is uh, which is also currently being attributed to Ishan Kishan that uh, you know players are trying to preserve themselves in the lead up to the IPL so that they don't get injured and miss out on the opportunity to do well in the IPL this now is unfortunately being tagged to both Kishan and uh, Shreyas Iyer the other logic that is now doing the rounds is that actually a lot of this these calls are being made with the ipl in mind but from a different angle because ipl franchises don't want to see their marquee players uh, being dropped from the indian team 
for the basis of form etc because that then eventually reflects poorly on the brand value of that team and of that player and whatever you know the the star power of the player takes a beating so even if these players are being dropped they are not really being dropped they're being eased out of the squad uh with pretenses of other reasons or excuses being given right unfortunately we don't have an answer we can only speculate because uh, nobody in the bcc or selectors have given a clear idea of why shreya sayar has been left out anyway the my question was not about whether he should be left out or not who cares here's what the crick info line is espn crick info learned that ayer had experienced back spasms a day or two after the second test but was cleared for selection that's the crick info line yeah it's uh, which is think, right i yeah. think since agarkar got like selected as the chairman of selection committee i think he gave like one press conference right to explain selection and all that and i think after that like bcci's paid zoom account got expired maybe so <laughs> then they decided like they'll stop doing like press conferences all together so and that's what has happened yeah i'll do that but yeah I, i think the only press conference he did was actually offline so i don't know how much of the zoom was uh, to blame there Ramu, please tell us what is the deal with Shreya Sayar? Why is why is the BCCI not being transparent? Or as some people have suggested on Twitter, does the BCCI not owe an explanation to its uh, useless fans, the rabid fans like us? Do we not? Does the nation not deserve to know? He is going to save it, save the explanation for another date. Uh, okay, all right. so the other player who got kind of sidelined without uh, any sort of explanation was avesh khan who also did not play the first two matches uh, but he was in the squad for both the test matches right yeah he was in the stands he was released for uh, he was released for one of the matches to play for mp now he's been released so late that he's going to miss uh, one of the mp ranji matches is what i know but tell me no like uh, what do you think about my theory that uh, you know the bcci is basically pussyfooting around dropping star players they don't want to be seen to be dropping a player because players are the biggest brands in indian cricket so even if they have to be dropped they are just dropping them without saying that they have been dropped and i think this is the same thing that happened with uh, kohli and rohit and kl rahul in t20 cricket they were never dropped right for a while but they were not selected either No, now they have come back, which is a different matter altogether. This used to be the case, but during the when we toured South Africa, if I recall correctly, during the T Twenty games or the ODIs, like Dravid did come out and say that Shreyas has been left out because he said that like we have a number of good batsmen and like there are only so many batsmen that you can play, etc. etc. So he did say. So yeah, I, I mean, look, I think. i expect to get clarity once before the test match starts there will be those press conferences where hopefully somebody will ask these questions and not just ask questions about like what do you think about baseball what do you think about england going to dubai and stuff like that this is standard fare from the bcci right i mean this is how it has been for the last 10 years like no clarity around selections and just like the whole like social media world and sources can speculate about what has happened to x player basically i mean this is just standard fare in my view yeah i think uh, if it's a real thing i mean it's very sad but uh, i mean i would like to believe it's not yet real although uh, i do think that uh, you know more credibility for this theory comes from the from the scenario 
of uh, how Hardik got elevated to the uh, to the T20 captaincy of India first, and then Mumbai Indians. So I don't know if uh, you know that was like a ploy all along. And I'm just mm-hmm. like thinking of this on the fly, given what you mentioned just now about this theory. So I don't know, man. This this could well be true, and the franchisees not wanting to have their star players dropped. But it's also about them wanting their star players to then go to the IPL and and like get a chance in the eleven, which are both out of the equation if fitness becomes a concern. So I I mean I don't know. It's it's sad if that's already happening behind the scenes and you know we are caught unawares. And I'm definitely not in the camp that's going to give them the benefit of doubt and say that they are beyond all explanation. Yeah, I think the other like. Other theory is like KL Rahul also, right? I mean, he wasn't picked in the T20 sides, right? I mean, even when Rohit and Kohli were picked and he was fit at that point in time. So, captain of a frontline franchise, not getting picked. Calling Lucknow Super Giants frontline and all is a bit of a stretch, but yeah. They, he, they have been like, they have, they have been the most consistent franchise after GT, right? Like last two years, they've made it to the if you only have two years to buff up, then yeah, you will... Uh, yeah, grand sample size of two years, two seasons. <laughs> but they've only been around for two seasons, no? Yeah. That only died. Yep. Uh, yeah, Max, do you have anything to add? Thanks to uh, Vamu going on this long uh, thing, I was able to go read up and catch up on some information that is available on the interwebs. <laughs> so... <laughs> So some so between Sarfu and Patida, one of them is going to play, I guess, right? If Shreyas uh, KL walks in, but it says KL is also subject to fitness, which means both Sarfu and Patida can also play. And then Akash Deep has been picked up, right? Uh, because I think I was I was watching the scorecard of the Lions game. He, he, I think in the one of the games he picked up a four wickets or something like that. So he is there, but. Yeah, already everyone is talking about Washi coming in and having one spinner, one fast bowler. Now you have Jaspreet, Siraj, Mukesh and Akashdeep. So you have technically more fast bowling options than spin options because I'm not counting Washi. Yeah. Because he doesn't spin the ball. Exactly. But there was some, uh, again, some report that Siraj is definitely going to be playing uh, the next test. And Bumrah is going to be rested. But not for the next test. He's going to be rested in the Ranchi test match, apparently. But he's going to play the Rajkot test match. If India were 2-0 up, I suspect Bumrah would have rested this test. But, well, they're not. Do you nice. guys have any idea as to on what basis Washington Sundar continues to get picked in the Indian test squad? Uh, uh, correct. I think the promise of Gaba is... It's a promissory note. That has not yet been encashed or encashed completely. So yeah. Also, he played the uh, the Chennai Test right last time England uh, was here. I think yeah. he scored yeah. ninety or something uh, in the second innings. And, yeah, he got dropped 90. after that. If, yeah, yeah, he got he, he did 90. he scored in the Test match. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. The Test match we lost in Chennai. Basically. Yeah, the first yeah. Test that we lost. Roots two hundred. I think oh, he scored yeah, a ninety or something in the second innings. Oh, second. That's when his dad came and said, like, I'm not happy and stuff like that, right? He didn't score 100 and and all that. That's that's when that happened. But, like, it's it just continues to be, like, a weird selection for me. 
he's done hardly anything of note in domestic cricket like and across formats he continues to be picked on potential so and it's been quite a long period of time they've been like giving him the benefit of doubt so he's there in the squad as the fifth option right fifth spinning option so who do you think should be the fifth spinning option saurabh kumar is it no i think the way i would like look at it is i mean that spinning option comes into play if say ashwin is injured or ashwin is unfit so i would rather like pick a specialist off spinner in the squad rather than somebody who is like bits and pieces and who honestly is not going to get a game there so you said when ashwin is unfit so basically it's a permanent option is what you're trying to say no, i mean we, you could we need washi because we washi needs to stay in the in the news so that when washi is picked for the t20 world cup and then mysteriously he has an injury someone can take a spot fantastic kl rahul and ravindra jadeja will potentially come in if they are both fit and uh, making way will be shreyas ayer and uh, and who akshar Ak- patel i would think akshar yeah i, I would yeah. think akshar yeah yeah hey, but akshar's rahul... been batting so well no they'll still drop him yeah, yes he is picked as a bowler da. yeah but rahul he has scored more runs than ayer and rohit and all of those guys the fact that rahul one... is back will give them the confidence to drop akshar i think yeah and jadeja will jadeja bat as much jadeja as akshar also. would do exactly. yeah so on bat jadeja has been bat. quite useless with the bat no for a long time in tests mia rajkot mein khel rahe code 80 in the first test match rajkot mein khel rahe bhul gaye tum okay ghar ke pichhu hai wo kya kya mia he scored 80 in the first test match right in hyderabad oh okay he was a top and scorer Akshar. man yeah Akshar, to nice. be honest, starting from the first test of nice BGT, I think I think he's been playing more as a specialist batsman than a bowler. Like even BGT was very average as a bowler. He was like consistently scoring runs with the bat. No, but he was not getting bowling. He was he was going like eight overs, nine overs a game, uh, an inning. So it's kind of unfair how? to then say how many wickets have you taken when you're only getting nine overs to bowl. Correct. No, I, I I definitely rate him as a as a batter, and uh, I think he should be he should still be picked. I I would say he is he, he plays for me ahead of Kuldeep or ahead of Jadeja or Ashwin. No, ahead of ahead of ahead of KS Bharat. <laughs> no, oh, this is Rahul Dravid's no keeper policy. Guys, coming oh, back from a quad him. injury, you don't uh, make him squat for three hundred and sixty balls, man. Come on. No, da play without a keeper. The ball stump to stump line. Mark Elam and Robin Singh. That's it. Make it happen. All right. Uh, nice. There are two teams playing in the Anthony DiMello Trophy. So one team has uh, all kinds of selection confusions, which we spoke about. The other team has gone away to Abu Dhabi to enjoy uh, playing golf. So and there have been a lot of interesting sound bites. Uh, Max Da Vinci. You and your dad have been exchanging messages about <laughs> England's preparation for the third Test match. Uh, please regale us about what's happening. There have been some very interesting sound bites from Rehan Ahmed uh, about various aspects and facets of the English team. I like the whole, the brand of cricket that England plays, whether they win or not, right? And it's it's always fun. The baseball, uh, you know, maybe PGK and me are the only two guys who support the the, the way they play. 
but I like it a lot. It's this off-field nonsense, which is just, what's the right word? Nauseating. Yeah, nauseating is probably a good word to use there. Now you have a guy who has not played even five tests coming and taking and giving sound bites for like, what hair, boy? I mean, it's good. Like, okay, you're, you're, you're giving people confidence to go play the way they want to play, which makes sense. But why are you giving them confidence to take the mic and shove it down their throat? That's the portion I just don't understand. Right? It was Ollie Robinson doing the Ashes. And now they pick this. Is he 19 or is he 20? Whatever. Uh, yeah. But he's barely, uh, he's under the drinking age, at least for India. And he's giving sound bites. So this, this thing just doesn't make sense. I don't like bowling maidens. I think that's just boring. The leadership and the backup has been very good. If I bowl four bad balls and get a wicket, that's better than bowling 16 good balls in a row. I think that says more about the team and how comfortable I feel with this team. This is the equivalent of SSLC fail, now I the pass. <laughs> right? Please this... explain this to Chops. <laughs> so, the greatest uh, Tamil philosopher, Gaundramani, right? He has Second this... consecutive episode where Sendil Gaundramani make an appearance. Uh, he he has this thing where he's, like, he's talking to this guy and he says, dude, I, you know, I, I studied until 10th. And you just studied till 7th. They're like, boss, you failed SSLC, but I passed 7th. So I'm greater than you. <laughs> and that is equal to this. Maidens are of no use. If I take wicket, that is enough for me. Char choka jayega to bhi chalega. Fifth ball will be a wicket, that is enough for me. Like, this is the, you're taking your ineptitude and then glorifying it to a point wherein there is no retort is, is the strange conference that baseball gives you. I know. Also, Rehan, no. yeah, Rehan Ahmed has also been very uh, appreciative <laughs> of Ben Stokes for allowing him to pray. I remember a time in Abu Dhabi where there was a team day out on a Friday. We had Friday prayers. Obviously, me and Bashir went there. I messaged uh, Wayne Bentley, the team manager, asked if he could miss the day because we need to pray. And Stokes messaged me straight away and said, come to me whenever you want about this kind of stuff because I understand it fully. Every time I pray, he is so respectful, very understanding. Ben Stokes learned this from MS Dhoni. Okay. MS Dhoni ensured that the CSK jersey that Moin Ali wears does not have a sponsor, um, the beer sponsor on it. Right. The MSD ensured that. And Stokes was sitting in the dugout observing all of this and learned that is how he should. This, and even in the celebrations. Known, like uh, even basketball is, came from Dhoni only because huh. Baz is a product of CSK. So we all know. That's correct. You have Dhoni and Dhoni, and then his proteges are McCullum and Stokes. So all this thing of is is, is coming from there. Okay. But you know, nothing where, great. Uh, Dhoni learned all this. He learned from Vijay Kant, who is a very secular leader. <laughs> Since you brought up Vijay Kant, I have to mention this. In, in the MI Emirates team in your, which is happening right now behind your house, uh, there is a player in the MI Emirates Vijay Kant, team, Vijay Kant, Vijay Kant. So Lord it is V I J A Y, and then V I J A S. No, Vijay Kant, Vyas Kant, right? This is a Karnataka pacer who is Vamu's favorite Vyas, uh, with Vyas a similar Kant. name. Vyas Kant, Vijay Kant, yeah, Vyas, Vyas Kant, not, not Vijay Kant. <laughs> but yeah, this guy played in the IPL also, no? I think RCB. That no, is that is Vaishak. Vijay, Vijay Kumar Vaishak, that fellow. He is oh, the... Oh. No, no, he, that Vaishak guy is the leading bowler can't... for RCB right now. <laughs> Indian fellows can't play in all these leagues, da. Correct, correct, correct. Vijay Khan, Vyas Khan, this from Sri Lanka. You're right. Yeah. Talking about baseball talk, I mean, Max mentioned about Ollie Robinson... 
mouthing off during the ashes i think we have all seem to have forgotten the fact that ali robinson has been mouthing off even prior to this series as well now he started a new podcast and all that the oh, really? episodes are like yeah 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 the episode names are like very very similar to what a leading indian player would do if india were to like tour sena so his first episode ranagalam is called the untold story the untold story of england cricketer oli robinson that is the oh. name of the first episode he is only hosting basically and the <laughs> third episode is <laughs> the third episode believe it or not is truth about being a youtuber wow wait from wow. one untold direct, story he became a youtuber now direct this, attack on ashna <laughs> is this chatting balls is that the name of the podcast yes 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 chatting balls what, with what a cringe on... podcast name <laughs> he's literally he's double down on uh, nude nuts man <laughs> oh amazing this is nude mia baker and ali robinson <laughs> okay this i mean this must be a really bad podcast it has rating of 2.7 on apple I've never seen something with less than three point five before. I think it is must be all the India people. fans. Uh, yeah, or the Pushing Australia fans. Yes, yeah. the truth about being a YouTuber. Who is Mia Baker? In the t- second episode, they've explained who the other podcasters. The untold story. Interesting. Very good. Yeah, I, I know of a Baker Mia. <laughs> Mia Baker, I don't know, but uh, the. Uh, <laughs> this near our college uh, is this bakery for all practical purposes which would have one cake in there Pops. which i don't you know in the in the fridge at all times i don't think anyone has ever touched that cake but all you would get was pops and all that but everyone would call the guy baker mia <laughs> uh, nice for baking so, pops mia baker on the other hand is known for her golf content but that started only in 2020 So the real question is who actually is Mia Baker? I'm reading from the podcast only, by the way. I thought I'll try and find out who she is. <laughs> they, they also have an episode saying who is Mia Baker. Yeah, I can't tell you. You tell me. I don't know, but cool. Ali Robinson, who uh, I think chops you at the year mark as the leading key differentiator for England in this tour. He is, yeah, uh, he's going to play the next test. You've jinxed the fuck out of him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's become a shit podcaster. Two point six. points on apple itunes so, yeah. not only is he not getting cricket matches to play he's also not doing well in podcast that is the level of jinxing we can do no but i think one thing that i'll say about uh, baseball and not not baseball in particular but given the given the trials that england have had with uh, you know assimilating people of different origins into their first class setup and you know the the uh, cricket cricket levels below that i think both oin uh, morgan and ben stokes have done this this part of the job i would say tremendously well uh, that you know guys like rehan ahmed and bashir and uh, moin ali and uh, adil rashid and all of these guys saqib mahmood etc all of these guys have uh, sort of found their own place in the england setup and i know that's that's not been the case in england for a long time there were several players of uh west indian origin in the days gone by where, who had uh, a great deal of problems and uh you know figuring out how to get into the england squad and like stay there and become a part of the culture so yeah i think props to them for 
for that sort of stuff and i think it's it's part of the deal with baseball if you like the on field fl- play you'll have to uh, you know somehow figure out how to get past all of these stupid stuff that they say when a mic is put in front of them first you tell me is it okay that they went to abu dhabi why can't they go to india to goa or some other holiday destination <laughs> why are they insulting the country by going to a different country na <laughs> indigo flight da indigo flight Johnny Bairstow didn't want to take Indigo flight. So that's why I went to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> But enough Moving of this on. nonsense. There is real yes. cricket that has been happening in the world. SA20. Yes. Sunrisers, Eastern Cap. Have you been watching Max David? Kavya Maran has a trophy. After Rajnikanth felt so bad for her during the launch of Uh, jailer and is like i can't see her with tears rajnikanth's blessings have ensured that kavya no, maran lifts two. a trophy two times in row now unfortunately it is not on indian shores but uh, temba bauma also by has two logic. t20 trophies yeah which is more than rcb has got in their entire uh, history across uh, whatever 15 years going by your logic your uh, lucknow super giants logic now kavya maran is the most successful t20 franchise owner <laughs> in the world max what do you have to say about that <laughs> <laughs> not my logic that was babu's logic uh, oh sorry sorry that was babu's logic <laughs> what is this babu <laughs> hey tell me tell me one thing this bauma fellow was like picked as captain or is and he's been injured both no, no. seasons so or? bauma is very interesting story okay so okay. bauma was not picked during the sa20 auction last year and it yeah, was yeah, a I huge thing that you know despite being the national captain no franchise picked him up like enough about rohit sharma <laughs> <laughs> towards the end Sorry. of the season i think right before before the last two uh, league games someone gets injured and bauma comes in as a replacement and nice. uh, i think he played just the last game before the playoff or something like that and then but then he is on the team and then they win so now he is the you know you don't want to break the winning That's combination good. secret talisman whatever whatever This entire season also he is on he is with the team. I don't think he has played. Maybe yeah, I don't think he has played at all. Karan Sharma of SA Twenty basically. Yeah, the SA Twenty quality has been so bad. Uh, in really? fact, but it's true for the BBL as well, right? Wherein the gulf between the the, the playoff teams and the other teams is so much. No, no, gulf is gulf is the other league. No, ILT Twenty League. <laughs> we will come to that one. We will come to that. <laughs> we will come to that. Where James wins is the highest run scorer with a stellar st- strike rate of one twenty. Bloody ball is not coming out there. Like no, but uh, because. you had uh, eastern cape and durban which were uh, running away with the thing and you have all the other teams which are sucking so badly that junior super kings with three wins is able to make the playoffs they are actually It, called junior super kings no they are called <laughs> joburg uh, joburg 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 super kings <laughs> they are able to make the playoff not only make the playoff they also win the first game and then they were almost going to win the second game as they were going to win the second game come to the finals except for a class in uh, master class he just came master in master class in master class in master class in has happened from 95 in 95 for 4 in 12 overs he took them to 195 in 18 and then that yeah. put it beyond uh, their reach but then yeah why did they stop in 18 overs 
trade no i mean he got out and he got out it was the <laughs> oh. 18th over oh, okay 19 okay. <laughs> declared like baseball we declared <laughs> we'll take wickets with the new ball before before tea break uh, but mumbai yeah. finished bottom there is a mumbai in whatever the there is ha ha there is what is it called mumbai bloemfontein no i think it is called mumbai indians cape eastern town or cape. something like that no da sunrisers eastern cape no mict yes. eh? no no durban real super time, giants real time D- durban is the super giants pretoria, pretoria capitals chops oh. is just uh, flaunting all the names you know <laughs> He's just MIT throwing up random Pochipstrum. names pochipstrum pochipstrum <laughs> so one of the cities will work <laughs> out chalo hey <laughs> i was i was right i was mi It was Mumbai Indians, Cape Town only, basically. M I Cape oh, Town only. Yeah. You yeah. said Eastern. I'm Cape. glad Eastern you were not Cape. confident. There are two capes. The Eastern Cape is Sunrisers because it's Sunrisers from the East. Cape Mary on the Cape Mary. M I Cape Town. Cape Town is M I. There is a Pal Royals, Joburg Super Kings, Pretoria Capital. So basically, all six are IPL franchises, which is not the case, by the way, in the IL T Twenty. There is variety there. like there is a actually yeah you have desert vipers and uh, uh, deadly vipers i call them deadly vipers but yeah they're actually <laughs> desert vipers uh, I, i think there is a gulf giants which i guess is the same lucknow super giants i don't know possibly wait there's gulf giants in this other gulf giants was only in the t10 league wait i am sure there was a gulf wow. who was i cheering for i thought there was a gulf giants wait who was i cheering giants. for <laughs> yeah, there is a gulf giants <laughs> MI Emirates Giants Abu Dhabi Knight Riders Dubai Capitals Sharjah Warriors Desert Vipers Desert Vipers is the uh, odd one out here I think everything else is a IPL sub franchise yeah so coming to the ILT20 right so there are six teams there only six teams out of which four will make the playoffs right same as the SA20 also six teams how many games did the uh, six teams in the SA20 play they played 10 games These guys, okay, I guess it's the same here. They're, they're going to play the same, the same format, right? That's right. They lift oh, and shift like the. This is the Sanjeevani. You lift a mountain, you put it somewhere else. <laughs> uh, Copy paste. Yeah. Except that here it is very uh, hotly contested. So MI Emirates have six wins in ten games, uh, and they are leading the table. Dubai Capitals at number four has five wins in ten games. So there's just one win behind uh, MI Emirates. So four teams are locked, and in fact, the team that's fifth, Sharjah Warriors, has four wins in nine games. It is effectively the same. If they win their next game, they are tied with third. Right? That game is happening as we speak. Sharjah Warriors Desert Vipers game is just happening as we speak. No, I, the reason why I know is I switched on the TV. I saw Martin Guptill getting out, and like, wait, Martin Guptill is still playing. What the hell is tournament is this? <laughs> Then I realized no, I, that Corey I, Anderson is also playing, so it's nothing wrong. Now that you mentioned Martin Guptill, I just opened that scorecard right to see what's happening right now. The person who is currently bowling the current live over is Sam Curran. The reason I'm reminded of Sam Curran is uh, Max. You would be watching the Willow TV promos for the India England Test series, so they keep replaying this ball of Sam Curran dismissing Virat Kohli caught in the slips. <laughs> what fellow is not playing the series? What fellow is playing in Abu Dhabi? Sharjah. <laughs> Willow TV clearly fully out of touch with reality. So I went for a game of the ILT20 yesterday. Uh, very interesting experience, I must say. So I had gone for a game last year as well. Okay, so last year uh, the tickets were available online. Uh, there were twenty dirham tickets, and twenty dirhams is roughly five uh, hundred rupees. Okay, and these are fairly comfortable seats and also it's actually quite cheaply priced. But I wasn't planning to go because twenty dirham seemed like a lot last year. But they had a coupon code. 
right which was a 20 dirhams off coupon code so basically you could buy a 20 dirhams ticket and apply the coupon and you will get the <laughs> ticket for free <laughs> so we bought tickets this? at red yeah so we bought tickets at red last year it was good fun right they had like uh, bouncy castles outside for the children to play they had like nice food trucks you had carlos brathwaite shimron hetmeyer uh, jason roy the usual suspects were all there uh, and there was like some 30% occupancy at the stadium, right? Didn't seem like a cricket match was going on, but whatever. This time, they have actually doubled down. Like, there's been a lot of promotion they've done for this tournament. The tickets are still quite cheap. So, this time, there was only a buy one, get one free. There was unfortunately no, uh, you know, 100% discount on tickets. So, for 30 drums, me and my son went for the game yesterday, which was between, oh, I forget who was. Uh, Abu Dhabi Knight Riders versus... Uh, Gulf Giants. Yeah, that is a team I was steering. <laughs> yeah, so hence it exists. But uh, very good occupancy, man. Like uh, 70% full and nice vibe and everything. People were quite enjoying the cricket. The tickets are quite cheaply priced and all of that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I also managed to come on TV because uh, six landed close to us and I, I was lucky enough to pick up the ball and throw it back into the ground. Yay. My lifetime ambition of uh, taking a crowd catch and running away with the ball has not yet been fulfilled, but came close yesterday. But yeah, so nice. much for the IIT 20. We are also going for the final. By the way, another update. So uh, if you buy a ticket for the IIT 20, you automatically are entered into a raffle draw to win an Audi. And uh, our ticket has apparently qualified for the raffle draw, which will be done during the final. So with some luck, we might, uh, you know, uh, be driving away. Uh, Ravi Shastri style in an Audi at the end of the IIT 20. <laughs> so, nice. since you since you are so talking about the desert wipers, right? The there is an example of peak. Maine apka namak khaya hai, Ustad, uh, happening there. So, England has gone to Abu Dhabi, which we just spoke about a few minutes ago. But the more important thing in that is Dan Lawrence, who is part of the England yes. uh, team, has come yes. to Abu Dhabi. And gone to play for Desert Vipers, which is happening right now. Even though Desert yeah. Vipers have no way to con uh, to make the the playoffs, he's still playing for yeah. Desert Vipers. He's in the game right now. And Not he will play that. this game, their last game, and then Not he will travel that. back to Rajkot. Not only that. Not only that. Dan Lawrence, top order batsman, opening batsman in Test cricket. Middle. Right? <laughs> it's number six Middle or something. Bowler. He is their opening bowler. <laughs> he bowled the second over. He bowled three overs, one for 24. So, he's sandwiched between opening bowler Mohamed Amir, who bowled the first over, and first stage bowler Sam Curran. It's Dan Lawrence, who bowled three overs. Also in the team is Matisha Patirana. So, yeah, he has a fairly okay. decent player. Like, it's the same all this, players rotating around the All world. this can be, I think, explained by who owns the Desert Vibers. Please tell who us. it is? Quentin Tarantino. Nope. It's the Glazers who own Manchester United. Oh, These wow. guys were in the news last year. Yeah. They were also they were trying to get an IPL team also, if I remember right. Right? They came close. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. When the two new teams are announced. Yeah. But uh speaking of wa uh, raffles, not waffles, sorry, I'm hungry still. Um, is that uh, I have also put my uh name into the raffle for the tickets for the three games that are going to happen in New York. The India game, the India Pakistan, India, Ireland, and India Canada. You are organizing the tournament for us. Of course, you have to be there. Stadium Which itself I is not don't... there, man. For what hair they are conducting lottery and raffles, I don't know. Tendal, don't worry. Hank is bringing the pitch in a suitcase from Adelaide. No, but, just roll it but what do you mean raffle? You can't just buy the ticket or what? No, the same. Like Just like how Bookmyshow did your lottery. 
and only if you have picked in the lottery you have the option to buy tickets yeah, oh yeah. god when do you get to know if you are getting the tickets or not uh this weekend After is the last the date for the lottery and i think they will sometime next week they will let us the, they will open the okay, lot enough but enough time to plan for travel yeah, yeah I means new york we can still drive down but we'll see yeah, but the but the interesting thing is this right so in new york where a stadium does not exist games have been announced and raffles are being left uh, put out uh, so the india canada and india ireland games the cheapest ticket is $90 the india pakistan game the cheapest ticket is $175 the semi finals in antigua is $40 and the finals in barbados is $80 So like, uh, do they have any coupon code like do you get $40 off? <laughs> $40 off on a coupon code I'm not making nice. any of this up by the way so since I was buying two tickets for myself and my son right they also had 50% off for children I was about to apply that coupon and then I saw there is another coupon you get the second ticket entirely for free then I'm like why will I put and Jobs had this fine idea that I just buy my son's ticket and buy my ticket with buy one get one free instead of price of half a ticket I didn't try that next time maybe. yeah anyway wonderful nice. world wonderful world yeah so that is from the world also one thing I definitely wanted to talk about about the sunrisers Eastern Cape apart from Kavya Maran's happiness. is they have the best jersey man in all of uh, t20 cricket yeah. uh, it's one of the prettiest jerseys it's much better than what sunrisers wears in the ipl one noticeable aspect of that jersey is the main sponsor it is something called bj baji i don't know if you have seen that max as someone who's been following the tournament mm-hmm. bj bj baji okay so i i put a i posted a tweet about this jersey don't tell me it's like an indian indian emig- uh, immigrant in south africa running a business Uh, selling pabaji no that's not what it is yeah. uh, selling blow jobs no it's not that pabaji pabaji it is it is actually a bangladeshi online casino guys it is a My live online God. casino sign up in bangladesh yeah, you can go to the website and uh, it has some bangladeshi cricketer on the front page so the reason this stood out for me was i briefly tuned into the west indies australia t20 match today right uh, and we were two very high scoring t20 games uh, both teams crossed 200 in both matches so far but australia won both maxi scored 100 on the ground uh, i don't know where the match was happening today but on the ground in the outfield i could see bj hyphen baji logos <laughs> uh, you know those digital logos that show up i don't think they are actually wow. there on the ground but they superimpose them So whatever this brand is, it is taking over cricket, much like the Daffa News, Daffa Bet, and Raja News, Raja Bet, and all of those things. Dear viewers, <laughs> area man buys a forty dirham ticket with a forty dirham coupon, <laughs> and then wonders if betting is taking over cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this? <laughs> no, no, but see, this is a data break. See, IPL tickets are expensive in India. Your uh, World Cup tickets in the US are very expensive. So the fact that these tickets are cheap doesn't really But all these tournaments are made for betting only, you know. Like a team with three wins is able to uh, three wins out of ten is able to make a playoff of a tournament, and uh, yeah, like yeah. who is watching these? Like, if you watch some of these T uh, Twenty leagues, right? They are happening in one very strange, dystopian sort of world. Where, hmm. You know, the players don't really care about the results. The players, to an extent, don't care about playing too well. Also, they are just there for two things. They are trying to make sure they earn their check. because they they're being paid good amounts of money to play in these tournaments and they're trying to make sure they don't get injured right so you will not see someone make that extra effort to save the third run in the outfield they'll put in their dives and everything but only as long as it's within a certain safety threshold you see people don't really care if catches are dropped catches get dropped here and there right no balls get bowled nobody's like 
up in arms angry sad whatever it is like yeah okay we'll carry on and there is almost like there's no incentive for any player to rise above that certain level of mediocrity because everybody is playing in that same sort of vibe right and you really sense that in some of these tournaments it's very it's, it's more think... for the established players right yeah like but for the newer ones right that is right. their yeah. Yeah. calling right. card uh, to get picked up somewhere else like uh, that's correct you know like tom caller cadmore right i think he had a good yeah. tournament last year which is why uh, the royals picked him in the auction this year but unfortunately this year he didn't do he didn't have a very good tournament but i think it's that's a calling card for those guys same with the bbl also but the established guys like yeah trent bolt i think trent bolt the, yeah. the funny thing is trent bolt bowling at like 80% trent bolt is still taking like 15 14 wickets and that's where <laughs> that's where the quality is so much right yeah no i think the other thing is also for example the sa20 league uh, i i think it's it's still one of those leagues where you would see people going for it a little more uh, because of the fact that at least there is a bit of uh, familiarity in the team like ilt20 is like 100% random like you don't know fixing. how you are for fixing that <laughs> yeah probably i mean i don't know if that is the real reason or not but i mean that whole thing about you know team spirit and wanting to win and getting frustrated when a catch gets dropped or you know when a run out chance is fluffed or whatever will probably come out if you know at least there is a sense of familiarity within the team or like something of that sort the kind of cricket that we are seeing this is definitely here to stay and so i think the younger players will definitely put put out their wares in the best way possible to get selected for the ipl but even the bpl right so these so ilt20 and sat20 have six teams each the bpl has eight i think the problem with bpl is it's just scheduled at the wrongest possible time i mean you are literally playing the bpl when the national team is also you know doing whatever it's doing and none of the marquee names are there in any of the teams at all and some of the players when you see them you know turning out for those bpl teams you're really wondering you know what is this guy you know doing out there in a cricket field and that's why you see the number of names that have uh, made it big from the bbl is like a real real handful uh, i think bbl they've got the scheduling wrong but sa20 you know you hate the fact that south africa had to send a severely weakened team to new zealand but all the big names are there like i think tristan stubbs for example played a like a blinder of a knock uh, the other day for uh, amazing am i uh, cape town team yeah so chops you so, started following t20 eh yeah? no franchise t20 no no i i watched the highlights of this one innings because okay. i really really think this stubbs guy is going to do really well but yeah, yeah i watched i really enjoyed sct20 i i enjoy all cricket that's held in south africa <coughs> it's a very not fun where, atmosphere uh, yeah not not where these people and all are playing no like uh, south indian Chennai folks, uh, South African. Uh, really. Chops is one of two Indians paid to watch the SA20. Um, so, who's the other one? Uh, it's a YouTuber. Oh, YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> but, but who's paying Chops? What is that, Panda? YouTuber, yeah. YouTuber watch everything. Maybe Ollie Robinson is paying me. <laughs> no, because oh, Ollie Robinson. <laughs> Mia Baker will know. <laughs> Mia Baker. <laughs> Uh, 
all right are we going to act as if we didn't notice uh, australia defeat india in a final today for the third time in 6 months if so yeah it's fine <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> what is this man keeping receipts for under 19 world cup and all that like he'll now like start keeping receipts for under 15 world cup also under what 19 is this under 19 19- uh, it used to be india's uh, think that india will win all yeah. under 19 world cups at least they win but we haven't won it like the last couple of editions also right i mean like last time also we lost the... the... last time was when... south africa no bangladesh won once and, yeah I... uh, south africa won once i guess was it probably i mean the last yeah, time we won it was with prithvi shaw right suman gill suman gill and prithvi shaw yeah, yeah the same so that's been quite some time anyhow yeah but, but india uh, are one of the few teams that actually takes the under 19 world cup very seriously right so i, I was watching this uh, wicket montage of this uh, south african guy quena mafaka yeah hmm. superb like the shape uh, wrist shape and all brilliant uh, especially that all that control at 19 uh, or the under 19 right whatever his age is right now um, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> age is just a number already suspecting uh but Actually, no I, i think I, he was, was he was just uh, fabulous the entire tournament mafaka i'm not saying his name right maybe but he was fabulous that that wicket montage it's, it's been doing the rounds uh, i think 18 or 19 wickets and supremely awesome but uh, interesting thing you spoke about the age of the south african bowler i just i have not been following the tournament but today i went into that uday saharan's cricket info page the captain of the indian team he is actually 19 years and 50 days old or something like literally you had one job guys <laughs> under 19 world cup what is the cut off for these guys like uh, at what point do they have to be under 19 when the tournament begins is it or... no it's i think when the teams are selected i think it's around 4 months before the tournament or something like that i think there's usually a when cut off so you you just select the team today and for you know 5 years <laughs> down the line it'll be 30 years only what is that will be the way we can win but yeah australia repeat three world cup finals they also beat india in the no they beat india in the semi final of the women's world cup right where harman preet got run out so yeah uh, it has not been a good time let's move on there somebody in on twitter correctly pointed out the last time india beat australia in a world cup was in chakde india <laughs> in a final day nice. they they beat australia in 2007 and in 2011 anyway so we spoke briefly about that west indies versus australia t20 game so there was a fun incident where there was a run out towards the end of play alzari joseph played the ball into the covers and took off the fielder threw the ball back to the bowler spencer johnson who picked up the throw and broke the stumps and just kept running he didn't turn and look at the umpire or anything so there was no real formal appeal that was made The umpires, by the way, funnily for some reason are wearing batsmen's helmets to be safe. He's, uh, it's already funny to watch these games. But uh, then the replay was shown on the big screen and uh, it would have been a run out if an appeal had been made. And then Tim David started arguing with the umpire that he actually did place an appeal. But the umpire said, can we stop wasting time that there was no appeal? Let's move on with the game. Uh, anyway, the Sindhus were already eight or nine down by then. They were in with a striking chance probably of pulling off a very unexpected win so australia was still very keen to get that wicket uh, thoughts guys where does this fit in with in the world of cricket superstitions <laughs> and giving guard and everything like should alzari joseph have been run out or not actually alzari joseph should have continued running because if he hit the wickets and ran away with the ball 
the ball is not dead <laughs> he should have continued running back and forth <laughs> because now they have to uproot the stumps <laughs> we saw know. gully cricket logic they are not understanding right. the mist is back yes indeed nice yeah, that's what ashwin, <laughs> ashwin would have done that ashwin would have done like you know one shot up and down appeal has not except, been made except, to continue running except srinath will remind you that he didn't run when there was a test match to be won now he is running all the time <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was strange. I think we saw the replay just before we started recording the episode. Nitin shared it with us, and uh, it seemed like this was still like a close decision, which would have gone to the third umpire, etc. If I mean the umpire in this case, the on-ground umpire hadn't been so so randomly uh, particular about uh, the appeal being heard or the appeal being made. But I mean, how many dismissals have we seen where? both batters are like stranded on one side of the crease and obviously the bowling team doesn't bother to appeal right there nobody is like going to the umpire and you know asking how's that they But just run off not, and celebrate they were these guys were not celebrating either i guess you're you're right celebration is usually taken to imply appeal or if you're broad both are the same and all of that but these guys were not celebrating also they were just going on with their business until the replay popped up in <laughs> No, first of all, I think nice, uh, nice point about uh, Stuart Broad there. Celebration and appeal is the same thing. Yeah, it's very nice. Why would you celebrate, man? Just get on with things. Like, it's out. What do you need an appeal for? Like, it's not some. No, they. They for it. No, no, they were not. Uh, no, if they thought it was out, at least they would get around, you know, in a business-like manner and wait for the next batsman. They didn't do anything of that sort. They were going back to their positions to continue with the action. So clearly, there was no indication from the feeding team that they believed it was out or put me. Oh, so you're you're implying that they actually thought it was not out, and they saw the replay, I'm not and it. then This they. This was reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Then it's a though different Tim... thing altogether. Yeah. Though Tim David retrospectively said that you know actually I did appeal, which uh, you know no camera caught him appeal. Nice. But yeah. These are the fine. But the fun thing has been uh, David Warner, man. The first game, he kind yes. of. Carted off, uh, made seventy or something at a one ninety strike rate. So hundred in his hundred ODI, two hundred in his hundred Test match, and now hundred in his hundred T twenty. Apparently, is uh, David Warner's record, which is quite something. It's like milestone mama of the first order. Well, and also he'll be the most most likely he'll still he'll be the captain for the Delhi team, the IPL. Uh, yeah, last year yeah. he was a captain. Yep. But this year, even with Pant. Coming back, not coming back. I think he'll still continue to be the captain because if he's in this red dot form, guy can uh, keep going. Like the the war. This, this is the that whole war horse thing. No, this keeps going. You think he's retired? You think he's done? He's come score a century. You think his T twenty is not his game anymore? He's like blazing. Yeah, then Maxwell sorry. at a century today. So Maxwell, yeah, I think, Maxwell has uh, equal row with it with five T twenty ton uh, tons now. That's the amazing thing. I can't recall a single Rohit Sharma century. Does anybody recall Rohit Sharma hitting T20s international centuries? Ah, he scored one against hey, Afghanistan. A couple of them. That... Couple of them must be against uh, Sri Lanka, I guess. So nobody remembers those for good reason. I guess. Ah, Sri Lanka, Sarkari. But... Anything you don't remember, ha, Sri Lanka quota me dalde. Sarkari. Even then, see, even if you assume the two of them came against Sri Lanka, there are two more hundreds, right? three more hundreds. I don't remember any of them. Suddenly, people are like, "Oh, he has the record." I'm like, "How did he get the record? When did he score?" Like, no idea. Sometimes I don't uh, know. Even two hundreds, all the two hundreds that he scored in one-day cricket. Even I, I am. Yeah. 
no i am with you on that i don't like recall like rohit sharma scoring big runs in t20 cricket like i am also always confused by whenever i hear that he's got like four e20 hundreds i like when when did this happen like was i in college or something then <laughs> yeah day you remember krishnamachari shrikant but you don't remember rohit sharma waste fellow <laughs> somewhere between Ro- krishnamachari shrikant doing coke and rohit sharma scoring hundreds bambu did not grow up so <laughs> nice rohit no, has 5 wanna... surya has 4 no surya i remember surya in one day match surya has scored a very yeah surya has nicely scored 100 in each continent basically like one in new zealand one in england one in south africa so he has nicely like done scored like he has completed that sena this thing basically maybe not Dravid in australia t20 cricket rahul dravid so, yeah. t20 cricket yeah. intercontinental champion intercontinental champion so sorry i said warner scored 100 no he scored a 70 but in but in his 100 t20 to go with his other milestones but yeah talking of funny things happening in west indies australia matches did you guys see that alana king uh, replay there was this no ball that nice. west indian bowler bowled yeah. uh waistai full toss she pulled it for six but was taken aback by it and ended up smashing her stumps in the process but it was a no ball so she was not out and the bowler looked very confused at the end of it all and then there was a free hit as well gave six, six runs right six and not out yes and then she got to play yeah. the, the new bretley band oh what is that six and out six and bretley out. and oh, uh, shanley and <clears throat> correct oh shanley is a part of that band is it Yeah, and also oh, Richard Chikwi. Who's that? Uh, only the second uh, Australian first-class cricketer of Chinese descent. Who's the first? Uh, I think his name is Hunter Poon or something. He played a couple of first-class games when uh, uh, the Bodyline series happened. Okay, that is from the chops. Yeah, from the archive what of about, chops what is elis pas anchong was not australian is it english player huh? that the uh, i think west indian no oh west indian west indian of chinese descent who the originator of the uh, china man wow. yeah i think west indian rohit centuries are uh, 100 against afghan uh, 121 against afghanistan at uh, small god um one level against west indies in lucknow in 2018 100 against england in bristol in 2018 118 against sri lanka in indore 2017 and 106 against south africa dharamshala 2015 nice so all basically paytm trophies he scores no so idea one this sri lanka that two at indore at jobs uh, home ground it is literally chops conceived it and made it happen in his mind he manifested the century <laughs> manifested it yeah yeah with nice. jalebi yeah. hey uh, you had to double... talk about Pat- patum nisanka's massive double 100 and like i had to oh you talked i have no idea why he scored a massive double 100 i guess afghanistan right and afghanistan chased yeah. very well uh, came close yeah. also couple of times they were like 51 for 5 or something and then they got quite close basically yeah See, unlike Rohit Sharma's double hundreds, uh, Patum Nisanka's double hundred has already been forgotten. <laughs> That is the reality. <laughs> Patum. Say something about it. Did anybody see? Patum Pakka Dabari, you guys are not talking about it. 
What no jobs you didn't watch? Uh, you don't think... you don't think he holds promise and like Tristan Stubbs? No, no, I like him very much. I think he's he's going to be great. Uh, but I think they've also dropped him from one of the two uh, <laughs> white ball formats. So that's just Sri Lanka <laughs> doing Sri Lanka things. Hey, Ashana in around the world of cricket had said that player player watch is Patum Nisanka. Okay, and that has given confidence to cricket. score a double hundred. That is some Super. TV show, isn't it? YouTube show. What is no, it's a, it, around the, the world series. of cricket is the Ash podcast, the Ash YouTube he has a thing. Podcast, no. No, the oh. whatever, whatever he does, the vlog, whatever that is called, lifestyle YouTube hey, thing that he does. Lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> he has multiple sub series actually. There is Reminisce with Ash, then there was uh, Tour Diaries. Yeah, and then there is Article, and then when when basically when when India is not playing cricket, it's called Around the World of Cricket. So when he is at when he is not playing, it's called Around the World of Cricket, uh, which is a which is actually the biggest segment because even when he's traveling, he's not playing, right? So that's the biggest segment around the world of cricket. <laughs> and so then he will pick out players to watch, and one such player watch was Patum Nisanka, which gave him the confidence that he's been announced on the greatest YouTube channel that he was able to channel that confidence himself to get a double century. Very good. So yeah, well, well played, Patum Nisanka. You are living up to the promise of Ravichandran Ashwin, and you've also been dropped from one format, which means you're following in his footsteps. Hopefully, you will <laughs> walk on, walk in a better road. At <laughs> least like World that. Cup, World Cup, uh, World Cup uh, squad, you are going to get picked. No problem. <laughs> yeah, that is assured. Yeah. Vamu. there is a lot of outrage today over the fact that uh, the bcci is not telecasting tamil nadu versus karnataka which is the marquee cash marquee clash cash i'm saying marquee clash <laughs> of the ranji trophy and instead they are telecasting some pedestrian stuff involving other teams and uh, knowledgeable chennai crowd filled up chepak today there were like uh, some 7 8000 people apparently showed up to watch the ranji game uh, between karnataka and tn including our great sambo who showed up at the stadium and gave live updates from there and the vijay kumar vaishak who you thought is playing for uh, <laughs> emirates was the one who took four wickets in that game <laughs> the calculator who showed up hey yeah. vamu spammer would have been so disappointed to know that uh, in uh, ranji trophy there is no need to calculate uh, net run rate i think that is why he left he was only there for a short period of time there is one like former india spin bowler who is like just like ripping it up in the ranji trophy basically jalaj no jalaj is not a former former india yeah, he's, spinner he is an upcoming india player who is the former india spinner piyush chawla amit mishra amit mishra no amit mishra and all is retired who is or, it or or at least not oh, jayant yadav yes jayant oh. yadav <laughs> Man, fuck that idiot will be back in the team then. Fuck. Six Just like there. pick. Jayant Yadav has lost his spot to Washi Sundar. So <laughs> he is a giant amongst unequals. Yeah. Jayant Yadav will play one IPL game whenever it is against Chennai. Gulf. Chepak. Gulf Chennai. Gulf Chennai. Most interesting update from Ranji Trophy is Manoj Tiwari, former India players. Update on Twitter. Ranji Trophy should be scrapped off from the calendar from the next season. 
so many things going wrong in the tournament so many things need to looked into in order to save this prestigious tournament which has a rich history it's losing its charm and importance absolutely frustrated what do you have to say is Ramu, he, you are answerable for is he playing the season yeah 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 he is captain he is captain of because he retired he, re- he retired then he came back because they were they didn't have a thing he said last season he will he will captain and take them somewhere he was going to retire yeah. at end of last season retired at the end of last season again but he didn't yeah and yeah between he, managing he his M- a- mla duties he still captain of run of ah, the ranji team a politician right yeah 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 not just sitting mla ah very good that is right so, i think it's he is finding it tough to manage multiple priorities no he he i think after that tweet he's gone and done a facebook live and all that i haven't Which, had the uh, chance yeah, like, to watch it like proper investigative journalists we have not watched and we are talking about so yeah <laughs> which is perfect <laughs> one last word i think good to see prithvi shaw back uh, after everything that he has been through like over the last 12 to 18 months and like big 100 as well on return really hope that his troubles are behind him and he just gets back to enjoying playing cricket is like a wonderful talent all things said and not so he scored against chatisgarh is it no chandigarh 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 i thought it was chandigarh yes they do how is no man chatisgarh chandigarh there is oh, yes, that punjab team hey you are the ranji trophy correspondent what are you saying wrong wrong things this is why manoj devari is angry even babu doesn't know what's happening very bad yeah so the bowlers were ravi kiran ashish chauhan ajay mandal vishwas malik shubham singh and shashank chandrakar must be a good attack i guess that prithvishaw has scored a century against his opening partner bupen lalwani also scored a century in the same innings fi but like oh, more importantly ajay 350 runs yeah yeah more importantly ajinkya rahane scored one and shardul thakur batting at 8 scored 11 Achikara, uh, I, Pujara has been scoring runs, right? And there is a, apparently an outside chance he might come back into the Indian testing. Seems unlikely, no? Farewell test. Farewell test at uh, Rajkot. Hanuma Vihari also is trying to come back to the team. Now that uh, this whole number... This, yeah, now that the share, share spot is in this thing. Anuma Vihari can also make a team. Thing, right? So these test specialists, right? Pujara and Vihari don't really have IPL contracts. Rahane unfortunately does now. But these test specialists can actually come in when players are sidelined but not injured but actually dropped, you know, like groin trouble, back trouble and all. Like these guys, you cannot tell groin trouble. No? You have to drop them only. So they can actually come back <laughs> as replacements for the Shreya Sayers and KL Rahuls of the world. Shubman Gill if, you know, eventually gets dropped. So yeah, watch that space. Okay, that was the end of episode 110 of the Bits and Pieces podcast where we spent, uh, what, nearly two hours talking in a week where there was no cricket played by the Indian cricket team. It shows that you can create anything out of nothing, much like uh, Crick Crazy Johnson Mufabro have shown in the week leading up uh, to the third test match after all the selection shenanigans that have been happening around the Indian team. In a week where India managed to lose yet another final to Australia, some things don't change. We'll be back next week. Uh, by when, I believe the next test would have begun. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll be recording over the weekend or after the test match ends. But promises to be a fun Nelson episode. So do join us next week. 
if you like this episode tell your friends about us and uh, please hit the like button and give us five star ratings on spotify until next week bye bye from max ramu abhishek chopra chops and myself nitin sundar see you guys bye bye bye